Hello, and welcome to Mental Health Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Lang, and I'm here with Dr. Mark Burton. In this podcast, we will talk about all things mental health. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey guys, Liz Lang here with Dr. Mark Burton, and we are doing something new this week. So we are calling this a mental health mini. So we are posing one question and we're just going to have a small discussion. And so the reason being is that the 28th of this month, Mark and I are going to be out. So there won't be an episode. So instead, we're going to do this mental health mini. And the day that it's being released, as everybody obviously knows, is September 10th. But what everybody might not know, today is World Suicide Prevention Day. And this is from the World Health Organization. So suicide prevention and mental health is obviously something that is a very big deal to both of us. It's something we are both very passionate about. So here is the question that we are each going to answer. And that is, if you could do one thing to help prevent suicide, what would it be? Go ahead, Mark. Well, you were kind enough to give me two. So. Yes. Okay. <laughs> two things. You can have two. Yes. The first thing is I think we need either low cost or no cost access to mental health treatment. And I think okay. it's a problem in our country. Even if you have insurance, there are a lot of insurance plans that don't cover it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, just having an insurance plan doesn't mean you're going to get, you know, access to treatment. And yeah. so I think that's a that's a big problem. And we've known this I mean, we've known this for quite a few years. This is not new. And this is mm-hmm. not my idea. I mean, people have been talking about this for a long time. I don't know what the solution is. It costs money, actually. I mean, that's what it is. You put money to it because you have to pay the therapist and then make it so that the access is easier. I think also for a lot of people who are in lower SES, then, you know, they would need help getting there, transportation, things like that. We just need to make it easier to get help. Yeah. For those who don't know, low SES, SES stands for socioeconomic status, right. just, just right. so everyone's aware. Right. And so I think that's really important to, to do. Yeah. Okay. Also, I think that if, if you look at some of the reasons, not all of the reasons, but some of the reasons that people become hopeless, which mm-hmm. is one of the things we talked about in our last episode, you know, as people who contemplate suicide often are hopeless. I think that there are a lot of stressors in the world right now and in our country, and a lot of them have to do with economics. And I think we need a better safety net, a social mm-hmm. safety net, I think is what we'd call it, so that, for instance, people have access, better access to health care. Because I think that a lot of people, if you have to choose, say, between feeding your kids and taking them to a doctor, that is a very hard choice. It is. And, yeah. and there are certainly a lot of people who are faced with that choice or similar choices mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And so I think that as a culture, as a society, if we really want to change, you know, decrease the suicide rate, I think we need to take care of people better, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both very valid points. I think the lack of adequate health care Mm-hmm. in this country is probably my biggest pet peeve. And I don't want to pretend like this is just an easy solution because if it was in just an easy solution, it would have been solved by now. Right. right? Hard, it's a hard problem. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah, in a country with 350 million people, nothing is easy. No, <laughs> no, it's not. And a lot of competing interests. Yes. You know, yeah. Interests. Yeah. So I don't want to make it sound like, you know, wave a magic wand and bam, healthcare for everyone. But, you know, I, I agree that something needs to give. So uh, I guess mine is probably pretty close to in line with yours. But I, so if I could do one thing to help prevent suicide, I would want greater family support, Mm. like better support for family structures. Because I think a lot of our mental health problems stem from what goes on in childhood. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nobody's going to have an ideal childhood. You know, nobody escapes childhood unscathed. But I really think that so many of our mental health issues boil down to what happened when we were children. And we can't avoid all of the bad things. But I think if children had more secure relationships and someone that they can trust, they would better be able to cope. So, you know, I mean, parenting is a superhuman job. And there are so many wonderful single parents out there that are doing a good job. But it is hard. And I wish that there were less divorce or less broken families in society. So I think that if, you know, we could do more to keep families together, whatever that looks like, whatever your family unit is, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be cookie cutter. You just need more family support, a better family structure. That's mm-hmm. what I would want to do. Yeah. And and so this ties into mine because w- yeah. one of the things that I'm really, I guess, angry about is that a lot of insurance plans don't cover couples work. Yes. And so if you th- if you think about couples work, you know, if we had more support that way, then I think there'd be more intact families. Where they get this, and I'm pretty sure this is accurate, so the Medicare and Medicaid are really the entities that set a lot of what's accepted in insurance mm-hmm. in our country, and they don't pay for couples work. And so like uh, locally, one of the largest employers in the state of Utah would be the University of Utah. I don't know Mm -hmm. how many employees they have, but it's a large one. The insurance that they have, mental health, will not cover any couples. It will cover individual, but it won't cover any couples. And so here you have, we live in a state that at least gives lip service to the idea that, yes, families are important and we should have families. But then they don't pay for any type of counseling to help keep those couples together and keep the families intact. That's also a a really pet peeve of mine with that insurance plan. Oh, I, but I'm with you there. It drives me crazy. I think, wasn't it Gottman who said that couples often wait five years too long before they seek help? And the main reason is because they can't afford it. I mean, because if it's not covered by your insurance, counseling is not cheap. And I'm not going to say that's the fault of therapists because, I mean, they're trying to live too. And so, you know, again, I'm not saying this is an easy solution, but I think if we just had, you know, better access to couples counseling and just, you know, better family community involvement, you know, like if we were encouraged, encouraging more family activities or encouraging families to be together, right? And trying to create more of a cohesive family unit and trying to really strengthen, because that's, I think, where it all starts is within your family. Right. And parenting skills. And parenting skills don't necessarily mean you're going to therapy. Um, There's a great organization called the Family Support Center where I 
think I've mentioned before that that's where Lindy and I worked and a couple of other colleagues worked for quite a while. And it's a nonprofit, but again, they're relying on state money and federal money. Mm -hmm. And a lot of their programs are to do just exactly what we're talking about as far as uh, strengthening families and providing services for families, not just single parent families, but parenting classes, things like that. But all, all, all of that takes money. And Mm -hmm. they try and use the money that they have as best as they can. But I think we could do better at helping parents get some parenting skills. And I'll just mention this because anyone who's interested could go look at Gottman's site because I don't have it right off the top of my head. But he did some work several years ago with what he would call again, I'll use that term lower SES families Mm -hmm. and came up with a. Uh, I think, a program to help them, mainly with parenting skills and had great Mm. results. And so I'm sure that's on his website. And so that's something he is interested in as well, which I've mentioned before, you know, it's not just couples, it's also children in in the family. And so he has that broad interest of the family. But I believe that if, if you focus on keeping the couple healthy, yeah, then generally the family is pretty healthy as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, family is so important. I mean, because kids are amazingly resilient. And Lindy has said this before, what kids really need to get through any traumatic event is just one adult that they can really trust. One adult that they know that they can trust and rely on, that they know will tell them the truth. If they have that, they can bounce back. Yeah. And so we kind of moved away from your point, which I think is really important, which is if you want to decrease suicidality later in life. Yes. Then it really starts, I would say preventive, you know, some sort of preventive measures by strengthening the family to make kids healthier within the family. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Parenting is, it's a hard gig for the best of parents. It really is. You know, and and it takes a village. And so I think that if we had better family structure, and, and not that that's, a perfect catch-all solution, but I think it would help. Well, we're right. There aren't. There's not one perfect right. catch-all solution. There are just yeah. things that we could do better yeah. that I think ultimately would decrease the suicidality rate. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that is our mental health mini. We will see you all later this week for suicide prevention, okay. and we hope everyone has a good rest of the week. Yes. Have a question for Dr. Burton? How about a topic you'd like us to cover? Send us an email at mentalhealthpod21 at gmail.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Liz Lang. Music is by Audio Lounge. 